This podcast is brought to you by Zwift, the app for cyclists, runners and triathletes. Zwift blends the fun of video games with the intensity of serious training, helping you get faster. Level up in the virtual worlds of Zwift with a community that motivates you every minute. Whether you are up for a group ride, a race or training, you get fitter and stronger. So, head over to Zwift.com and discover the world of Zwift today. Wasn't it Joop that said, the bike to bike, that's all I like. Well, not for us. We cover life on and off the bike. This is Coasting, the Live Slow, Ride Fast podcast. When love ain't winning and moods start swinging, the devil's grinning, he keeps on singing. Hearts get heavy and time's an enemy. Today we continue a series of podcasts in which we dive into the world of gravel adventure riding, into the mind of his star racers, race organizers and other subject matter experts. So the search continues. Today, our guest is Colin Strickland, former crit rider, unbound winner, free spirit and king of side businesses. We talk lifetime Grand Prix, the joy of not having to focus on only one thing in your life and of course, unbound, the most important race of the year. So join us for another episode of Coasting, powered by Shimano GRX and Specialized. My name is Stephen Bolt and sitting right in front of me, Lauren Stendam. From a deep blue dawn to a golden day, that's a rocky road and a mighty long way. Right in the ruts, the one day you'll be free. Lau, we have been to places and recorded this podcast in some pretty cool places. But where are we now? Set the scene for us. We're at Camp A. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think like 500 meters from the expo of Seattle Classic. Uh, the biggest bike festival in the US. We've been in now for two days and uh, walking around on the festival. And this is exactly what you want to have in a bike yeah. race. You know, like you feel small, small. <laughs> yeah, Happy. No, but you feel you, you you want to buy everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on down there. And, uh, I was never, I never knew bicycling was so big in this part of the US. And I've never seen a venue like this. I was, I expected like big, like America big, but this is like even <laughs> bigger. No, no, no. Like, like a lot of bike brands come from here, you know, yeah. like Specialized is from Morgan Hill, but Santa Cruz, like Santa Cruz bikes, RockShock forks, I think. Uh, yeah, te- I Chris forget, King. Uh, Ibis, Ibis bikes. Uh, Keith Bondracer, he was also... He was in the same fitness, the same gym as I was in Santa Cruz. Like the guy was like 75 years old and still going to the gym, stuff like that. So it's like it's a lot of heritage of biking here. And to be honest, I think today we did the cross country mountain bike race, but uh, I think the dual slalom is the main event of this uh, event. Like people will watch tomorrow afternoon, uh, the guys going down somewhere there and they, they watch all together uh, on a big field and must be cool it's 2 p.m yeah you got we were up at five five i think five ish yeah why i was awake (laughs) and the start was at eight and i eat three hours before the start so you had to be awake too (laughs) there was a race that's what i was what i was getting at (laughs) the fact that you were awake no no it was race day day. i was awake and it was race day and it was three hours before the race so i was awake on purpose um yeah, the cross-country Fuego Classic. Yeah, man. Something like that. Something like that. 
the 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 mountain bike race number one out of six. Uh, the lifetime series we do. There's three mountain bike races and three gravel races, and this was the first race of yeah. the series and the first mountain bike race too, of course. Yeah. Y- you were not the only one in the race, huh? No, no. The guy who, who, who's sitting who, who's sitting on the other side of the table, who's been awfully quiet up until now. But yeah. let's change that. <coughs> Mr. Colin Strickland. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Yeah. And 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 you know he's got a good voice for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> <Hello>. you have. <laughs> um, you know, Europe is more like. It is gravel oriented, but it's mostly roadie oriented. So, Lau, let yeah. me ask you before we uh, give him the mic: Who's Colin Strickland? For all those Dutchies, it's uh, uh, I've heard yeah. the name. So for me, it's 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 not a per se a gravel specialist per se. For me, it's just a bike racer. That's what he does. He races for a living, and. I don't know if people recall that, but before gravel was big, fixed gear racing was big. Like the one-hour races Iman Lucas did show off at the Rockstar Games in uh, <laughs> in Barcelona, and he he happened to be the best there too, you know. And then he's, the the money got out of crit of, of fixed gear crit racing, or, and it went into gravel. He followed the racing, the money, because racing is his living, and then. He was also the best at Inbound 2019. Oh, back then, it was still called Dirty Cans, I guess. There's a lot to discuss. But first, welcome in the podcast. Don't Finally, come. we have Colin Strickland in the podcast. Thanks. We're, we're honored, man. A bike Thanks, racer. Guys. Colin Strickland. A the bike, bike racer. racer. Yeah. Let's make <laughs> let's make a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. um, how was today? Oof. Today. Honest. Today, uh, the Sea Otter cross-country mountain bike race. Yes. <laughs> Today was. was dusty. <laughs> Today was fast and brutal. Um, yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a day. Uh, not my day, but a beautiful day nonetheless. How do you wake up on days like this? Is it uh, apart from the fact that you were freezing, it was cold. freezing your balls, <laughs> freezing your balls yeah. off? I slept right down the road from these assholes <laughs> in my rooftop tent. <laughs> They're in these two hundred thousand dollar sprinter vans with climate control. Um, but that's the way I like it. I like to have a little, uh, a little uh, less advantage. Thanks, Storyteller Overland, for providing the morale. Right. Thanks, Storyteller Overland, <laughs> assholes. Um, hey, but but uh, jokes aside, where you are you? Do, do you like? Are you like zenuwachtig? Uh, um, uh, nerves? Nervous? Did you get nerves? Not for this race, actually. It's such an unknown that I actually wasn't nervous. I've I've had issues sleeping uh, recently for most major gravel races. The last two unbounds, I don't remember sleeping the night, the night before, before them. I struggle with that, but for this race, I think it was actually sleeping outside with the wind blowing and you know in a comfortable tent. It was actually kind of a <laughs> Holiday. It was. It was. You know, sensory deprivation can be a can be a, a, a mind fuck if you're just kind of sitting there with your thoughts. It's nice to have kind of a, you know, the wind howling and just. So for me, that was a good. It was a good preparation. I recall that. Then we we discussed. I think yesterday. this morning or yesterday. I told Stefan also the the night before Unmount. I saw it become like one yeah. one a.m. or something. And you know, you have to get up like. 430 yeah. in four hours yeah because yeah. because the the race starts at six so you're like uh, and and here i had the same like we just close close the laptop and went to sleep like boom so the, it was the, the nerves were not there but that's also because of el toro yes yeah, also on this table yeah, yeah a, fr- <laughs> a friend who had a lot of good conversations it's the guy who who gives <laughs> away 
gives away uh, sprinters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. put his email in the, in the podcast. <laughs> <now. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he throws around. With Perfect. Them. Hey, but um, back to the race. Um, you happy with the result? What what was the result, guys? How did I, you, how I did just you looked perform? it up. Uh, I think Colin was 28 today. I was 42nd. And in a lifetime, I think it was more or less like 15th and 18th or f- something like that. I so was we're, we're two, two, two spots separated in a lifetime Grand Prix. <laughs> this, this morning, because I really feel for you. Um, I talked to Ian Boswell and I said, don't you feel like uh, shitty you're not riding today? He said, dude, did you see all these 18-year-old guys, boys, <laughs> without fear? Uh, in the prime of their lives, yeah. you know, hungry, hungry, hungry young men, and all those guys they descend like crazy. And then hungry those two for, old fucks yeah. try to try to follow them, you know? yeah, That's something like that, like not to because, fall on our face. Yeah, again. because Colin is 35, I'm 41, you know, and it's it's true. There's a lot of young guys, yeah. no? Colin, we do the lifetime. Absolutely. Um, I'd, I've only recently become aware of this phenomenon, but uh, <laughs> the fire and the hunger is real. You know, when you're hungry for recognition, when you're hungry for, you know, to get a, a, a you know better contracts and, you know, to impress sponsors. And you, now we have this big show yeah. getting bigger every year in gravel. Um, there's a lot of motivation. So if you have not yet won a big race, uh, I can only imagine the fire, you know. I remember it long ago yeah. <laughs> that fire of <laughs> i'm ready to you know i'm ready to arrive actually yeah. like, well, how long how did you turn in, because you were like turn bike racing I, i just never took it seriously that was oh. my path i never really started with the fire it all kind of just fell into place i was i went to college and started working as an environmental consultant working on highway projects and racing on the weekends and just eventually texas. yeah in texas locally road racing and Eventually, just I got into bikes from like the early 2000s fixed gear commuting for craze. I was like listening to the strokes in like cut off jean shorts, <laughs> doing alley cat races every now and then. Uh, and then I got pulled into road, then I got pulled into red hook crit, which that was really where I started taking it serious. Do you come from yeah. a biking, biking family, or no, actually, a- neither of my parents are really cyclist so that, i just never found it, it how never did it was, cross your path then somewhere as, i mean alley cat and, and environmental consultant there yeah well i saw i i just loved the bicycle for sure um but i just never i kind of resisted getting a car in the u.s that's very strange yeah. uh, but i just saw all my you know my friends would get like arrested for 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 weed in cars and get tickets and i just like cars are expensive and i knew my parents would buy me a really crappy car because yeah. we were like you know middle class You know, this, the kids, all my older siblings got really shitty cars, and I was too vain. So I wanted to have a nice bicycle instead and uh, just bum a ride. So I resisted having a, a car, and that just meant I rode everywhere on a bicycle throughout college, everywhere. And you raced back then? No, did oh, not race. I didn't. Just, I did my first race at age like 24, 23, 24, yeah. and that was an alley cat. <laughs> When did you notice, uh, I'm talented, I'm good. Well, I won the first race I entered, and there were, you know, road racers in it. And I was in literally in pants, in jeans, full-length jeans, on a fixed-gear, brakeless bike. Um, and I won an all-city frame that first race. Okay. It was like wow. $800. Where was it? Yeah. What, what, where, when, it, was, it was associated with the North America Hand-Built Bicycle Show in Austin. It was in Austin that year, and it was a, uh, and it was just a kind of a conjunction. Actually, David Trimble, the promoter of Red Hook, I think he was... 
at that race. And then he told me afterwards, like, you should come do my fixed gear crit because you can ride a fixed yeah. gear. And that kind of got the snowball rolling. Okay. Um, but yeah, was, I mean, I never, t- and then all along, I just never took it that seriously. You, all, you always lived in Austin? I did, yeah. yeah I grew up in Austin. Um, still, still do. So when did I start racing? Yeah, I, I, you know, then I started down the road path, which in the U.S. was pretty depressing. Uh, a lot of fighting <laughs> for scraps, but, you know, still learned the craft. And I always say, like, you have to, it helps to suffer in the trenches to really learn how to, you know, some tactics and some, some race intellect. You know, you can always tell the people who are just really talented and just jumped into, say, gravel or uh. mountain bike without really learning the uh, the social game that is in a front group. Yeah, like so like it's like it's almost like this manipulation. Like you can manipulate people to do what you want by just kind of uh, out. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not like in, that. You're smarter, but you're more clever, and you can kind of you know how I rem- to I influence you, people to do rem- what you remember, want. Remember uh, last year, I won Gravelocos, and when I went, I I went early because I knew like the guys behind would would go watch each other. The, the Balkan Mollema tactic. Yeah, we explained yeah. it already in some. And I remember you behind the behind the finish. You were like, "Fuck, that was a clever move." You, you know, went like, all Balkamolama on you. Well, it was well. What you knew, we had one rider with us who was kind of disrupting yeah. the the flow. So he went, and then it was Pete Stetna and myself, and then we had Adam Robert, who was pulling some very road racer, KG tactics, <laughs> and he, you know, wasn't he the guy that did not stop at Fee Station? Yeah, and correct. then Lau got pissed, yeah, but a, you also a very got good pissed. guy, very <laughs> yeah. nice guy. But man, he had some dirty tactics um, <laughs> yeah. by our standards. But yeah. Yeah, all's, all's fair in love and war. But, um, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, Lawrence picked a good time because he knew Robert would be sitting on Pete and I and just killing our chase. So it worked. It was a good move. Nice. He also did 400 watts at hour six <laughs> for about 20 minutes. So not what, much what, we could what, do. What kind of, uh, dis- describe him as, you say, bike racer. What what, no, what like, kind like of that, bike that, racer that, Actually, is he? that was the first time we met. I think yeah. it was on the start line yeah. of... of uh, of the Gavalogos race in Heiko last Only year. last year. Yeah. 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 I knew him from uh, winning a mount. I think further in the podcast, we come on to the story, like the possibilities he got after a after yeah. mount. And I I, 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 I liked or admired him for like turning them down, you know, because, but we'll speak it out. So, so there I met for the first okay, time. And it was like yeah. the, 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 I knew I was in shape. I knew he was the, the last winner of, of Dirty Cans or Unbound. So we met on the start line of, of Heiko. But, you know, we raced. I won the race. He got second. He chased me down in the finish. Like for, It was only 40 seconds. So there was, like, respect. And then I I stayed. So there we agreed upon, like, I live in Austin. It's, like, three hours south of this. And I had to go to Unbound, which is north of, of Heiko, of course. But I decided to... It's, it's, I'm right. It's three hours south of Heiko Correct. or something? Yeah. But let me... Let me yeah. One, so st- I, one step I, I back. I went to his house. What? Yeah. Okay. Stay. But bef- before you did not know him. Not, what not was your impression him. of him? What did you think he was like? Uh, I think the impression was what I still, how I still know him is was like a free spirit. You yeah. know, like we uh, we talk about he he won Dirty Cancer back in 2019. He attacked also from far. I think 80k to go or miles. What was it? 130k. To yeah. Go. So 80 miles to go. No, uh, 90 miles. 90 miles. What the fuck? Yeah. Like <laughs> like after like like. What are what are those miles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he attacked from far. Uh, and I know for a fact that I think you got a co- uh, you got a contract offer from EF after, right? Like based on winning, based on cancer winning that race, basically 
basically that was the, based on that to race Paris Bay, road racing in Europe stuff like that and you turn it down well it never happened yeah. <laughs> lucky right. me right Dodge the bullet. there was no Paris-Roubaix the next year no no exactly <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but do you sometimes uh, I don't know lie awake and think about that offer and then well what would have happened to my life if, if I if I signed up for a contract in yeah. 2020 the shutdown year that uh, would have been uh, awful okay but apart, <laughs> apart from corona dude Oh, well, it doesn't matter. That's just the way it was. There was no, there is no apart from Corona. There's only one linear path for each person, you know. Mm. It doesn't matter. But what was mm. the reason? Before, because you yeah. didn't know. Corona My life yet. is really good. Yeah. You know, it's a That's numbers I game. I think um, I could have. It was very shiny and very. You know, it's every. It's the dream for bike racers. You know, anyone who ever raced road dreams of going to world tour. But it was. I'm realistic, you know, and I'm a pragmatist, and I know that the odds of me thriving and learning the system and really getting the results in the one year contract would it's at age at it yeah at age i think i was 31 32 uh, uh, it was just i mean it could mm. happen but it was very unlikely and i would let go i had to relinquish all sponsorship ties including red bull i mean it it yeah. all it was a shit deal His i mean it was too good yeah. Yeah, yeah my life was great yeah, i mean yeah. i had a yeah, really nice there was a lot, lot to left leave like behind yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was. It would be you take every, all that I've built and you put that on the table to gamble on maybe, you know, yeah. throw it on the roulette wheel that you yeah. might have a good result in one season. I mean, I know it takes – you watch those classics. Uh, there's um, hundreds of places along the way. You know, first you year you crash at mile 30 or yeah. kilometer 50. Shit. Yeah. All right, you try again. You know where to be that time. And then the next year you – Miss the split before you know this yeah, pinch point. At the mo- at, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it, you can't just expect to come in one year, get yeah. one shot at every race, and have good results. Yeah. Especially, yeah, with you know, I didn't have experience in a pro peloton. So, too- so many things to learn. It, it just would be yeah. a, a crazy. It would be a crazy gamble. Yeah, it would have been a different gamble at age twenty or yeah, something. Exactly. And long, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what I, what I was thinking, like, how how long did it take you to build everything? Because you True. were Dirty Kenza, you went 2019. True, that and was you were already in the business for like yeah. Like the, I ran. I started my own team in 2017 after Red Hook success with Specialized. Yesterday we rode past your truck. Yeah, Stefan, best place of the camping. Best place of the campsite over here. And Stefan saw like the sponsorship <laughs> on the side. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? He's a hustler. Now you said something like he's the email king or something, oh, yeah. the king of email. I, I, imagine all the emails <laughs> you, you have to do you if you have that many sponsors. <laughs> to all those sponsors, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so exactly. It takes the, and we do saying, the, saying the guy who has like 25 <laughs> sponsors. Yeah, but no, no, but I know like you have to Dirty stay whore. in contact yeah. with the people and yeah. stuff like that. He meant know? that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's always room for more, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Yesterday we, we lined up a new deal. Yeah. <laughs> he, dude, can I tell that story? Yeah, we went to the orange seal, uh, orange seal tent, Ooh. and uh, Dennis van Winde was there. Yep. Just a sidestep from the from the from the Colin Strickland story. Um, we went to the orange seal tent, and uh, and loud <laughs> try at at like the venue. And he, I don't know what happens to this guy when he's here, but he feels like he's bigger than life. <laughs> and he, in every tent boot you enter, he just rides his bike in. Like, I'm here. And then Dennis van Winde. Here to sign autographs. <laughs> and, and, and then Dennis van Winde uh, was a former teammate of you at, uh, at, at Rabobank, now works for Orange Seal, which is a bike brand or uh, like a, a sealant. Uh, sealant brand. 
And got second at the first big gravel race of the yeah, year. Got yeah, really good racer. He looked sharp, by the way. But yeah. he shook hands with the the owner of uh, Sealand and 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 of Orange Seal. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, maybe we can work together or no, something. No, I said he was pretty direct. We don't have a Sealand sponsor yet. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. <laughs> this is how it works at Sea Otter. Yeah, John. He's direct. Uh, yeah. But is it something you like? Do the, like uh, li- living the um... the hustle? Yeah, because yeah, it is yeah. a hustle. I because I don't have any. I don't have an agent. I I don't have any support at races. I'm, you know, I Den- speaking of Dennis was kind enough to hand me up bottles today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. oh, I mean, it's a it's a it's a little dicey at times, you know, running a, a such a like a lean operation. Yeah, but you know, it's the only way I've found to like really make it work. Otherwise, you're spending all the money on support, and you don't you walk with nothing. And uh, but it's a difference between laying on be, being living that life. Is it is is difference between training and then putting your laying down in your bed with yeah. your laptop on your belly watching Netflix, yeah, or exactly. or having like well, to do ten things. Fortunately for me, uh, I've. I have always believed in the longevity of of sponsor relationships, and the longer you're with a sponsor, the the more valuable you are to them, and they are to you. The more genuine the story you're telling, you know, when you vouch for equipment, as this is, you know, I've always said, you know, my little motto for a while it was Intelligentsia Racing, Intelligentsia Coffee, you know, Intelligentsia rides the best. That was a little tagline because we like sh- shit, we were riding. Envy wheels and yeah, Envy wheels and Chris King hubs and Shimano components and the stuff that I could honestly say I think this is the best equipment. You know, yeah, no yeah. bullshit. So yeah. you ride them without being them being your sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's how I usually started all these sponsorships. I would just get equipment support, and then you know it would progress into financial support when I they determine I'm making helping them make money. So anyway, so I haven't really. It's been a pretty consistent sponsorship group so i haven't done a lot of door- knocking on doors which is nice cool but then you still have to maintain and there are stuff there are, you know things you to, have to, to think about and, stuff like that. and you have like a content to make or names to drop and yeah. stuff like yeah, that I'm you have to be to, I'm, 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 I'm i see how lao uh, uh, does it and i, I know uh, for a fact he, he likes it but it's also uh, it's Not work. It's like no, a job or something. Uh, yesterday we were having a conversation with uh, El Toro here. Uh, are you a pro? We asked Lau, and uh, then he pro? said, yeah, "Well, dude, if I were a pro, my my, if sports, I watched my own, someone would be handling my, this. Shit. My, no, but he also said, "I'm not a pro." I'm I'm pro-ish, but I'm not a real pro because uh, I was a pro, and if I uh, lived my life uh, like I live now back then, I would have had a sports director knocking on my door and saying, "Get your focus the on the <laughs> fucking bike." If I was my own team director okay. now, like back yeah. then, I would say, "Like, stop. okay, that's... you have to stop this. You have to stop <laughs> yeah. this. You have yeah. to sit this. Now we need to rewind why I did yeah. not yeah, take exactly. a world tour contract. Yeah. I would have been the worst employee. They would have hated me. <laughs> no. that, that's true, eh? because I was like I said." after Heiko we met I said okay and I think Tuesday after the race I was at his place in Austin I just <laughs> drove there I slept there in the morning and he was like and then I wake up like 7am or I don't know 7.30 and I walk to the kitchen to find Colin I don't find him you know? <laughs> I'm like okay have a little bit of coffee and walk around the house try to find him <coughs> And then there's like a pickup truck in the front of the house on the <laughs> on the what's the oprit? What's the oprit? Uh, on the driveway. Driveway, yeah. Not driveway. driveway. Yeah. And there's like 
I only see two legs coming underneath. Like coming. He's he's already there for while. I'm trying to shift this gearbox and stuff like that. You know, like like yeah. the guy is like full always, of energy. Full of energy. Always, always on. on his feet. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then okay, let's go have breakfast. Then we rode bikes for six hours, or maybe it was a little. I rode less. for three. <laughs> maybe uh, it was a little less. Lau rode for five hours. <laughs> He was in shape then, huh? He was in really good shape. I was not in shape. Remember? I remember, I remember him, him calling me that after that. He said, yeah, well, Colin, uh, just to stop. But uh, <laughs> then I added a mon- another hour. He's old school. <laughs> I, added, I wanted to like one hour more, but because you stopped, I did two hours more just to correct him all out. <laughs> no, but then we come home after a barbecue and then he starts to play guitar. You know? yeah. like, so he has the energy and that's uh, I, can, I can see like he doesn't fit in a world too. No, it's, he just it's Colin is Colin, and he lives on his own terms, and he arranged it like that. And well, it's I worked think that's out. So yeah, it's worked out. Yeah. So <laughs> look, don't, why not? <laughs> don't try this at home. No, do, <laughs> you, do you think for for but, but because I saw Lau um, uh, yeah. progressing into his year last year, being um, quite busy. Do you think it can, for some people, be better for their performance if they have things to do after their training? I think it's entirely case by case. Yeah. It just depends on the personality. I think I would go crazy. I don't know. I have I have too many uh hobbies and just interests. Yeah. Yeah. What also is the thing like I spoke for example to Tom Dumoulin who got corona and stuff again yeah. in the beginning of the year. And uh for me now because I have so many things to do, I've Before, when I was a pro, the only th- the only thing, only time when I felt good about myself and I did my training right and I felt the condition was going better yeah. and stuff like that. But now I can feel good about myself and I have fun with my own kids. When the clothing uh, company is going no. nice, when we make a nice movie, when no. we make some nice podcast, whatever you know, life's richer. Yeah. Life is more rich. And before you were, there's only more rewards. So no. so now I got corona like three weeks ago, and I took the. That was an accomplishment. I t- no, but I throw the bike away for like six, seven days without, yeah. without guilt or without feeling depressed about myself because I had other things to do, you know, like mm-hmm. other things to, and that's the thing, if you have the monotone. Pro life, the only thing you feel right about is if your condition is improving, if you're training, if you're resting, if you do your massage. It all evolves around that one thing to get a good feeling about yourself. And now there's so yeah, life is so much big, more yeah. bigger, which makes it way nicer to to not ride the bike sometimes, you know? Yeah. Ironically, a machine would be a much better pro bike, pro bike yeah. racer than an actual human. You've lived that 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 mono man. I don't know yeah. if that's an English word, but if you monotone life, yeah. yeah. So, but if, I also had if my. If you fit it on on this guy, yeah. do you think he made a good choice? I think he made for a what great is choice. for whatever it's now, worth. For yeah, I think he made a great choice. For yeah. example, back in 2015, I was also fed up with it. Then I moved to Santa Cruz yeah. for one year just to be more with the family. Of course, I raced in Europe for two months a year, but <coughs> the rest I was here, you know, just to. Also, stay a little bit away from the scene because it's it's it consumes the whole. If you're too much in that scene, it it consumes everything of you. And uh, now it's more. Uh, there are balance. more things. Yeah, there's more balance. What 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 you you've been to his place, right? Yeah. The guy has hobbies, right? I think yeah. So I he's think a, I saw like he's a basic guy. He's Dutch. a basic guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think I don't understand. 
his first story about having a bike because he didn't want to have cars because <laughs> because all his siblings had crappy cars. Like I saw, I think there was like one car working on his driveway <laughs> and there were like four half disabled pickup trucks to, to, to pull Spartan trailers and stuff like Actually the Spartan trailer over there yeah. was really nice. What's Spartan, spa tra yeah. Spartan trailer, yeah, it's yeah Colin it's can explain Colin, what's a Spartan better, trailer? It is a, a type of travel trailer manufactured in the, U the U Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the f 1950s, similar to an airstream, but yeah. better for taller people, more more yeah. square shaped. So, uh, yeah, and I, I became obsessed with those in, <laughs> during the pandemic, pre-pandemic, and then during the pandemic, I went full tilt, obsessed, <laughs> and now I have a company called Wheelhouse Mobile that I manufacture these uh, or re restore these uh, 1950s travel so, trailers. So, and back <laughs> when I was there in his car in at his house, I think number 1 was in his garden like almost filled up the whole like half of his garden and he manufactured that really nice and I think you sold it now Colin or not. Uh I did sell that one. Yeah. I sold it to that was my first project. Uh we sold it in January. We listed it for sale and a, this movie star called John C. Riley drove out to Austin from LA and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's uh, this onset trailer on season two of the LA Lakers story, Winning Time. No way. Yes. You made it. <laughs> Fuck. It's really Live nice. goals. Like, Live goals. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> with a stove and uh, with all the wood, the old wood you you use. And like I said, obsessed. So he, so it's in every detail, it's like, like a Spartan trailer you need. You yeah. know? So. It's really cool. It would be really cool to have one in Europe. An LSRF Spartan. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Holy shit. What's, uh, that's, it's big. That's, it's that's, big. <laughs> oh, that's the, I see a shuffle, but it's, it's about... It's about <laughs> is it a shuffle? Is that a good one? No, no. That's a tractor, but there is... A tractor, yeah. I have nine Spartan projects on deck right now. It's a big shovel. Do you, do you do it yourself? I have a full-time uh, operations guy that I've uh, spent... You know, he's a really solid carpenter, but, uh, you know, we've also kind of... Spent two years of getting him kind of trained up the way that to do to build them out the way that I, you like. know, very particular. Um, but he's he's uh, what's amazing. so particular about it? I mean, every detail. I mean, every detail is is purposeful. And, it's and, timeless, and timeless quality and functionality yeah. is kind yeah. of my guiding principles. You so know, no che no no cheap materials, no fiberboard, no. I mean, yeah. Why, why, where, where where does it come from? Is it just it's it's research? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up on an organic farm with a with parents who were really you know builders and makers of things. So I kind of was indoctrinated by a quality uh, materials mindset. Nice. Wow. Hey, and um, uh, that means that after you've been riding your bike in the morning on some I don't know particular day, most most people will be like uh, tired. A little bit, and you have to. It's it's different having to write some emails uh, than uh, having to build something with your hands. It's also yeah. a physical thing. It's also a mental thing, but you have to think about it. But aren't you? Don't you get tired? Yeah. Don't you get I, tired, I, Colin? I do get tired. I really. I'm usually <laughs> tired, but I push through. <laughs> I have obligations. Yeah. You know, I've signed up for the lifetime Grand Prix. I have to train and do stuff <laughs> was that did but it then happen? he doesn't fly here right? <coughs> no no so but, but it's uh it's a small drive i think here. i think i think people from the dutch podcast know hustle 
Hmm. And I just told uh, Colin to make a movie of his truck for Hustle. So he drives here with his truck like it's... We, we, we looked it up. It's 2,700 kilometers. If you do the f- quickest way. I don't know if you took the quickest way, but... No, like, I went through Arizona and <laughs> rode the Chino Valley <laughs> gravel course. Oh, for real? Yeah, well, you have to break it up. Uh, Otherwise, yeah. it's mind-numbing. And so brutal. we were moaning about one 13-hour flight, but the guy is like 30 hours in the car to come here, you know? like uh, so. Well, I'm going to spend a month, uh, four weeks in California, so I wanted to bring a car and, you know, bring a mountain bike and a r- gravel bike and... Yeah, <laughs> that's how he does things, you know. And a rooftop tent is actually a massive asset, you know, because you can really camp anywhere and you save money on hotels yeah. and it's just comfortable and fun and it's an adventure. That word is a little bit overused, but it really, for me, it's a fucking adventure, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Trespassing yeah. half the time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I would love it too. Let's like, let's talk this this because uh, we want to go downstairs to the venue and uh, yeah. and you guys uh, you want to be the two stars who uh, two stars who, who drink the, beer and all the girls come over and he was like a star that. of the Rockstar Games before you know so <laughs> he knows how to be the star. Reddick <laughs> was Rockstar Games or something. It's oh, correct, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Rockstar uh, Games. Yeah. You miss it, Red Hook. Red Hook with uh, the years? No, yeah, yeah, just like, just the the scene. The, the, oh the, fuck! It was like it was. Compared to gravel, I, it was actually, gravel uh, is 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 like seventy five percent race, twenty five percent party. Red Hook was like party. <laughs> it was it was like yeah, seventy five percent party, twenty five percent race, or like show, really yeah. just like a big carnival show. But it was really fun because it was you know three of the four were in Europe, so I got to make all of these amazing friends in Europe, and everyone was in you know, it was a young demographic, not. The, I mean, now I'm in an older demographic, but at the time it <laughs> yeah. was, you got to make friends with a ton of really young fixed gear culture people, which was just really fun connectivity to make and a great way to see Barcelona and London and Milan, Italy. And I remember that's where you stopped because the first time I heard about him yeah. was when uh, Joao, Joao, my former yeah. manager, he also managed you for one year, I think. Oh, correct. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017. And, and then uh, the year after, he went his own path. Like, okay, well, I'm going to arrange everything myself now. So that's what, uh, that's when I heard about him because uh, Iman, who was living at my... He was living in my garden, Iman Lucas. He was uh, racing for Specialized Rocket Espresso. And I think you just left the team the correct. year before, something like that. So that's uh, that's how things... That's where you started your own. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, yeah. you you lead a good life. Yeah, it's, it, again, it's just it been did. lucky. <laughs> yeah, serendipity and also not working, not putting your head down so low that you don't st- look up and yeah. assess things and study the landscape because that's kind of how I've had success in bike racing on my own terms is preemptive, like predicting where cycling is moving. I, you know, I started doing gravel races in 2017 locally and i could just you know there is already unbound dirty kanza was already a, a thing ted king was already winning that but definitely realized that this was the future and you know got myself and i also enjoyed the effort uh and got myself positioned to you know be in the show when it becomes the spotlight the main you know it essentially took the baton from took the torch from the kind of dwindling american road scene and now it's the form foremost show 
bike show in the U.S. How so. do you foresee? Because if you study landscape, how do you foresee? <laughs> you let's study the landscape, Colin. <laughs> you pay how attention. How do you foresee this now? Because because road is more or less dead in the U.S. No, and now they want to start. Well, you, give uh, young, young I went to events, and I mean, you have to think of it more as a business. You're you're selling a product that is much more viable than a road race. Most people go to a road race and five people have a good time who are really fit. Actually, really one person has a good time. Three people could have a good time, but they're disgruntled. And then everyone else just like dies, just gets dejected. And they, the like, road racing is very good at telling you how much you suck. Yeah. Whereas gravel racing, it, you know, it's, it's about finishing the race. And yeah. so it's a much better product you're selling to the masses, which makes it a better business, which makes it more, more viable and more likely to be successful. So if you're selling this product that is just this experience, such as most gravel races, uh, like it, you know, and at the end, there's just this camaraderie and this party. It's not like people just get back in their cars, wipe, wet wipe and grumble and they <laughs> didn't get a top 10 again and then they drive home alone. But also there's like an amount, 4,000 people can do it, but on a road race, it's always Cor maximum. Correct. Yeah. And again, yeah. from the, from an industry standpoint, you know, I could, you know, you could tell that the industry was going to move towards it because yeah. shit, there's a whole nother bike to sell. Yeah. And it's also a, it's a very marketable experience. You know, it has all, if you look at it from marketing standpoint, um, it really has a lot of the key features that, you know, will, will, will stimulate like people's desire to participate. Where are you in your bike? I mean, you have like, I don't know, 12 careers. <laughs> Where are you in your bike career? Where, uh, how, 35? Un undetermined. Uh, <laughs> it depends, it varies day to day. Yes, correct, 35. Well, you think about it, man. Come on. I'd never think about it. Yeah. Uh, today, did. during the second half of the race, I definitely didn't think about you studied, it at all. You, you, <laughs> you studied the, the marketplace, you study yourself too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think There's I have a lot to offer, maybe, yeah. besides. <laughs> Transcend <laughs> yourself, my love. Yeah, it, it, that's a tough question. I've been struggling with that myself, kind of whether I want to remain trying to be one of the race winners, you know, and like yeah. be, be literally having to match the enthusiasm and the drive of these guys, honestly, who have not yet been successful, who are very good, very talented. As happened And today. driven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. No, but, uh, but. Yeah, yeah. Today I got my ass kicked for sure. Um, no, it was more like uh, the the guys who are young and have a different mentality. Maybe. Yeah, and they they all that all winter they focused yeah. on on the bike and they put in big miles. You know, whereas I was focused on building this fucking trailer business. <laughs> 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 also putting in a few big miles, but not as often as as ah. the, the young the crop of young young studs. So where do I? F I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, can, can it work for you? Can I think I'm smarter, <laughs> yeah. but does that mean I will be faster? No, unfortunately. You think have, you'll have fun in this um, sport without winning? That's a good question. I think I it's it's hard to walk into a race with the expectation of you being a race winner and then you not really performing to that level and then feeling good. You know, it almost feels like you didn't do the homework or you didn't do your job, um, if that's the context, if that's the context you're setting yourself up for. So... Yeah, maybe it just needs to be a shift of context, or maybe I will find a spark because I know I'm fuck when I when I train I you know when I when I'm passionate and I get really fast, <laughs> I th uh, obviously. But you need to find to you yeah, need man. to find time. I yeah, you have to you have to put, make choices. 
Yeah, choices. Life yeah, choices. It's about choices. Lau, about choices. Lau, yeah. he's a, he, Tell me about choices. He, <laughs> the guy is 35. He's in the prime of his life. Come on. He's a young he, he's I a young his age, I got nine to the two to the first. Amen to that. <laughs> Just saying, Colin. Just saying. But Lau, if you are, you are like an old experienced yeah. guy and you were his sports director now oh, or his coach. His coach. What do you hear? I would tell him. What do you no, hear him say? So what, what I hear him say is he doesn't like this. No, go, no, I, go on. Take go, your time. Go, take he's your now time. for one month in California. <laughs> That's yeah. what, so it's two months till a month. It's not too late. <laughs> also for me, like I also, I looked to my my numbers. I was like, okay, the numbers are there. Probably my weight is too high then because I got my ass kicked too. You know, so I need to lose weight probably. By a 15 year old. Yeah, by a 15 year old. But uh, no, it's two months to go. So it's, yeah. it's it's really not too late. But yeah. the two months, these two months are important two months to unmount. It's two months yeah. to go to unmount. And he's one month in California now, basically, with your sister, you told me. You know, then you f- there you find time to train, you know, and, and stuff like that. And then uh, there's also not, when you wake up, there's also not five pickup trucks to be made or the Spartan trailer in the, in the garden or stuff like that to focus on because it's not there, you know. So. I think yeah. he he's here for one month and he will make a big jump jump in fitness. But for me also today was like a wake up call. Yeah. You know, like I I moaned already a little bit yesterday and this week like the same as Colin, like too busy. You know, we do we do beta water podcast, we do whatever we do. It's a, it's a lot of time. And then you got all those young kids of like from 18 till 25. They dedicate this year, like you hear yesterday, Cody uh, Cody. Pattern or something? The yeah, guy with the, the young guy yeah. with the with the with yeah. the skin and yeah. the, 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 yeah. the, the, the Jesus guy. He dedicates his whole year to the lifetime series. <laughs> yeah. He was an angel. Like yeah. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I have, I have kids. Nope. Nope. Yeah, he had no facial hair. Colin has the other company. I have yeah. the other companies. Like yeah. we cannot dedicate the whole year to that, but they do. So that's why they are faster now, and we should uh, we should step up our game for the yeah. next two months and. Two months can do a lot, uh, can do a big difference. And at the end, we got the miles from all our life. And Unbound is, is another race. It is the big one. Yeah. It's yeah. the two to friends. What, what, <laughs> what's what's um, winning Unbound or winning the Lifetime Grand Prix? Is that is that a no-brainer for you guys? Or, uh, how does it work? Like, if you have to choose, yeah? Unbound. Yeah. yeah? Okay. I mean, it's part of the Grand Prix, but, uh, you know, Grand Prix is like best of best of... Yeah, at the it's end. Like the, it's like if you ask the Wereldbeker of the Ronde van Vlaanderen. The, the winner yeah. will likely yeah. not win. A, the winner of the Lifetime Grand Prix will likely not win a race. Yeah. I could be wrong, but it, huh. that's actually probably wrong. But yeah. it could be. It could very It'll likely probably be. Probably will be mountain bike. Don't you think so? I don't. I don't think so. That's the, like the Unless they come through it unbound, today. like they've never just, come just through. To, I haven't. To, has a mountain biker. Do you get more points winning Unbound versus winning today? What, what? Do you win more points? No, it's, it's from 30 to 1. Yeah. Okay. See, that's, it's, it's not, it's metabolic rate. True, true. Yeah, okay. Well, then well then it might be Keegan, actually. I take it back. Do you win more points in winning? I, 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 no, the point scale is from 30 to 1. Oh, okay. And they told me yesterday, yeah. so the winner gets 30 points, and the number 30 gets one point. Yeah. So it's very, pretty close. Okay, focus so on number. So, guys. so we lost too many points today to win the whole series. What are we up to the rest of the day? Let's close things up. So, 
Colin will do some yoga, I think, no, because he's been stretching his back. Yeah, like, Colin will do some he's yoga. Old, 35. And he will, he he's will, old. He will be the rockstar games of. The, he will be the rockstar of the expo down yeah. there. We'll just we still have a fridge to empty of beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do another podcast, and then I think we drive down to Long Beach for the IndyCar race. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, That's Colin. Cool. Thank you, guys. Hang on. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Shimano GRX. Thanks, Specialized, for sponsoring the podcast. This is it. Done and dusted. See you next time. Don't know where, don't know when. But until then, live slow, ride fast.